All right. Well, welcome back to our Nerd Dose Radio podcast, where you're going to get your daily nerd content. <sighs> How are you feeling today, Zach? Not too bad. How are you? To be honest, I'm really mad and a little tired and pissed off today. <laughs> I do explain. Today, pharmacy school just kind of kicked my butt personally, because we just had our OSCE today. Anyways, <laughs> it's pretty much when we counsel patients on medications. Today, our ASCII specified on discharge as well as medication regulation. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. That was a kick to the balls. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. And I thought I was doing good with it. You know, like, how did you feel about it? I felt the first part was really good, which is just pretty much just asking a made-up patient, a fiction patient, how many medications they're on and what they're, how many dosing and whatnot, Mm -hmm. or what the dosing is. Yeah, that's the medication reconciliation And then the discharge, I pretty much prepared for certain answers for them to give me, and then when they didn't, I was very confused, and I was kind of like having a little freak out during the, in front of the patient, or the actor. Yeah. Well, because this is simulating to be like a patient staying at a hospital, for example. They came in because something happened to them, like... Well, my patient pretty much just had a infection, and we just pretty much had to see what happened throughout their stay, but we didn't really go into that. We just mainly focused on, you know, when they came in, we just had to get like what they were taking prior to visitation, making sure that whenever once going through their whole course of treatment throughout the hospital stay, uh, they don't have any interactions or anything like that. Um, when we're trying to make sure they are treated safely and effectively that was to me that was an easy part the other part that kind of messed me up was our discharge portion which is pretty much where the patient is they're feeling a lot better and they're getting ready to go home essentially but our job as pharmacists is just to go over with them you know any new changes any new changes in medications or we're going to add a medication to your regimen and then we just got to make sure you know what you're taking and how to take it effectively and safely, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that kind of kicked me in the butt, essentially. Yeah, we, we both had uh, medications that we weren't very prepared on it. Yeah. I mean, like, I knew what mine were about. It was a weird curveball that they threw at us that kind of, like, threw me off for a second. Because, like, I knew it was going to be something that was important or that mm-hmm. was important for my part. I never really went in depth of it, like, than what our professors have taught us. Yeah. So. I just can't wait to see the recording. Oh, I don't want to watch the recording. Everyone's going to look like a dumb bitch. It's going to be hilarious. (laughs) I'm not ready to look like mine. (laughs) uh, It's going to be rough. Yesterday, we had our lab practical, which Mm -hmm. was sterile compounding. So that wasn't bad. I like that. I like doing it. It wasn't bad. I don't know if I want to do that the rest of my life. Really? So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I like the aspect of it like you're going into this cool lab where you have to gown up you have to do like specific procedures like you know it's called like for us like milking a vial so if you imagine like milking a cow that's how we have to get our liquid out of a vial Mm -hmm. in order to keep it sterile or aseptic essentially Mm -hmm. and like to me i like learning about it and it was interesting doing that type of processes because i like being hands-on with stuff like Mm -hmm. doing labs like i know from our last semester we were able to make like suspensions ointments and all that and i enjoy doing it as well and the gels all that stuff was interesting to me as well so like i kind of want to like focus my career in the future essentially into doing more compounding well you want to go into pediatric pharmacy is that right that's Mm -hmm. your goal that's my goal is pediatrics so like anything else uh maybe compounding strictly 
But like, I do like working with kids just based off like what I've done in yeah, the past. Yeah, re- retail job. In my retail. So like, I want to like focus a lot more with it. And then instead of like having to look better, I want to help them feel better on the inside, which is like a goal of mine. Because, you know, they're the future. They're mm-hmm. going to be the ones that are going to eventually take care of us. Mm-hmm. So, Lots of suspensions with... Which is just a liquid form of the medication. Yeah. And all day... And, like, it's pretty much like we have to crush up tablets that of the medication they're taking. And then we had to add, like, liquid into it. And, like, I remember the liquid we used. I remember when I poured it into our mortar and pestle to mix it. It made my mouth actually water because it smelled so sweet. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Can't say I had the same experience. It was a nice... It smelled nice. And it was in the morning. Also, it was, like, 9 o'clock in the morning. I never ate breakfast yet. I was hungry, so like it made me really want to eat something really sweet, like for breakfast or something. Yeah, because so. you have class at nine a.m. Oh, we love a nine a.m. I got lab at noon. Yeah, even I wake up just as early as everyone else. <laughs> Crave a donut. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my lab practical, I pretty much messed up. I inserted the needle in the wrong port. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so that was fun. I got to redo the whole thing, and then from there, I other than that, it was pretty much fine. But mm-hmm. I had the case I had was the longest one yet. So yeah. yeah, mine was pretty easy. I just had to assemble like, okay, use this thing that is worth like a bunch of money. Insert it into a vial. And then you got to use another device to insert it into the IV bag. Using that vial thing, you got to take out your liquid. Um, and then once you get your liquid or dose out, then you just add it to the system. Because it's supposed to be called a closed system transfer or something like mm-hmm. that. Where it's supposed to be super sterile. And this is normally used for chemotherapy drugs. Mm-hmm. So obviously chemotherapy drugs, you don't want you want this as aseptic as you can. So using this system makes it a lot easier for pharmacist or pharmacy techs or anyone that does sell compounding to use this type of system yeah. so and that's that's what i want to go into is oncology mm-hmm. i don't know why puts on a, re- a light when i think about it like mm-hmm. it's i see myself going into oncology <laughs> and that's a retail maybe depends on the how the job experience or job hunting will be like but mm-hmm. my goal would essentially be in oncology in a hospital as well mm-hmm. as of right now i've not had any really any experience in the pharmacy unfortunately so, yeah same well, so, well you got a pharmacy tech job so yeah i'll be doing that once school is over so i have a weekend to myself to prepare mentally prepare i guess even though i'll probably just play video games they'll but train you very well i know i'm just nervous because like i feel like even though i feel like we've learned a lot at the same time i'm like have i kept yeah. it have kept that information in there this internship this summer is going to be very interesting mm-hmm very Um, interesting three weeks so yeah i'm sure the first few shifts are going to be very rough Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the like let the rest of the two weeks is going to be a breeze yeah what's kind of weird for me is like i don't start till like later on so like i'm going to be actually working as a pharmacy intern before i start my rotation so like i feel like yeah you'll be prepared then i'll be somewhat prepared so like that'll be you're both doing community for your job as well as the yeah intern it's pretty much yeah it's a community job and it's pretty much essentially the same thing it's just under different companies i'll know hopefully what to do but i'm assuming their systems for like the systems is gonna be way completely different Mm -hmm. and i have to be trained on that that'll be a fun experience to do but it's for three weeks and how many hours is like 40 hours each Mm -hmm. week and we have to just do a couple assignments throughout the time and 
submit it and that's it so it'd be interesting i'm very excited about it yeah i'm just excited for something different Mm -hmm. every summer in the past i've just had to grind work out the whole summer so this would definitely be a nice change yeah it does suck that we have to pay to work for free essentially which is like i understand the aspect but it's like come on it's so dumb we're paying just to get only because our college requires it and it's part of our licensing getting our license or whatever Mm -hmm. so there's benefits and you gotta have negatives. a certain amount of hours exactly so we have finals next week oh don't how do you feel about that don't even start <laughs> i'm so stressed on this right now i mean we only have what one two four finals mm-hmm. but they occur every day monday through thursday yep and but, most of them are at eight or nine a.m exactly and i don't know this is why this weekend is gonna suck for me <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm not too worried last semester really had me freaked out mm-hmm. but my, again most of our exams are online open notes so mm-hmm. i'm not too worried um we do have a closed note i mean and then half the exams are not even cumulative yeah they're just the last like two three weeks worth of material we have which is a good benefit but i haven't watched the lectures yet yeah i still need to watch those <laughs> that's what tomorrow is here for yeah i know we sound like bad pharmacy students but we're not just, sometimes i'm just i'm a very big procrastinator yeah <laughs> especially compared to everyone else we know you know we just love prioritizing doing our podcast instead of <laughs> pharmacy school you know mm-hmm. well today especially like we had it was a long morning you know for our OSCEs, yeah so. our ASCIs were both at like 8 30 mm-hmm. so wasn't too bad but still kind of early was... anyways one thing we wanted to talk about was vaccines mm-hmm. um the news with johnson and johnson vaccine came out a couple weeks ago yeah very unfortunate Mm -hmm. but we thought we would talk about kind of like our own experience as a with our our vaccines we both have fully vaccinated Mm -hmm. i i've been since march you've also been since march yeah i think about march i think we were like a week apart or something but i have the moderna moderna yeah moderna and then you have what pfizer still works out the same way you know i feel like it's better for us as healthcare professionals to get this type of vaccine instead of like the Johnson & Johnson, even though it was, what, 67% effective? Roughly. I thought it increased a little bit more to, like, 80-ish. Okay, that's not bad. So, yeah. But one-time dose is up in there as well. Mm-hmm. Most vaccines do require multiple doses. Yeah, which... especially with these ones, they're... In the news recently, they might ask like people that got the Moderna vaccine to get a third dose. Like, oh, really? In, in fall is what I've seen. I didn't hear that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be the same thing for Pfizer also. It'll be very interesting like mm-hmm. how this thing's developing. Because obviously these vaccines essentially rush, but like they are still being injected to everyone. Mm-hmm. So Well, everyone's saying it's going to be like a flu shot. Mm-hmm. So like we're going to need this immunity every year. Yeah. But it's going to be rough if we have to take a third dose in the fall. Oh, yeah. More volunteer opportunities. Because we recently both just got uh, immunization certified. You actually gave the COVID vaccine, right? Yeah, at pretty much my, once I got certified back in, what was it, January or so? Mm-hmm. Give it a couple weeks later, our college was asked, was collaborating with the health department that was in town and asked if there was any pharmacy students that wanted to help out with vaccinations. And obviously you had to be certified. And this is a cool opportunity, especially in my perspective, saying that like oh as a pharmacy student my first vaccine to give to someone was a covid vaccine and like that's like a cool opportunity to say to someone instead of like other pharmacy students prior not to show off just give flu shots shots or just even basic 
like tetanus shots or whatever mm-hmm. even giving a covid vaccine covid vaccine to someone i feel like that was pretty cool so yeah you can definitely hold your head up high with that one mm-hmm. a little pride of that so almost definitely yeah do you want to talk about um maybe your experience with moderna with moderna so getting the vaccine it wasn't bad the first dose especially it was pretty chill all i had was just a little bit of arm pain i didn't really have a fever or anything like that no headaches or anything towards that but my second dose is what kind of kicked me in the butt also during that time i think me and what did we do i think the day of we got the vaccine for me i think we had a little i think you drank by yourself that night oh i did i forgot Yeah, I think everyone was gone. I was lonely, so I was like, oh, let's, pull, let's have a little drink to myself, you know? There's nothing it, wrong with that every once in a while. Yeah, it was a stressful... I feel like that week also was stressful because we probably had some sort of exam. Yeah, like two so. or three exams. So I was like, you know what? Let me treat myself. I'll just drink a little bit, watch a couple movies to de-stress, you know? Yeah, I did get a little tipsy, but then I did have a little hungo- hangover, and I, on top of that, I had my my kick in the butt with the side effects of this vaccine so you you had pain in your in your arm right yeah noticeable pain yeah it was like injection site pain okay yeah which is a very common only because that's how vaccines are funny enough this isn't what we learned is it's most of the vaccines the liquid is technically called a suspension and once it's injected it forms like a little ball i guess called a depot effect that's why when you feel still pain in your arm because the vaccine liquid is still being transported throughout the interstitial fluid trying to distribute into the bloodstream for the vaccine to go flow throughout your whole entire body so that's why everyone most vaccines that you guys get you'll still get the arm pain but obviously this will go down within time Mm -hmm. and it's always good to keep your arm in motion like obviously as you, i've seen on tiktok people are doing windmills with their mm-hmm. arm after they get the vaccine i've i've never had any arm pain not at least the day after so i think oh really you haven't had arm pain no never i've had a lot of vaccines but never like i've had arm pain like immediately after mm-hmm. but nothing like a day after or even the next day after really nothing that not not noticeable a little pressure on it yes mm-hmm. clearly but not noticeable that's why i've been hearing a lot of people who do get the vaccine that it seems like it's more common to have these site injection pain, mm-hmm. pains, which... I mean, know. everyone has their own type of reaction, too, with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, some people can have side effects. Some people don't even get side effects, which happened to uh, <laughs> pretty much to your girlfriend, essentially, got the vaccine. Yeah, so my girlfriend, she got Pfizer, the same one as me. She got it a couple weeks earlier. When she got her second dose, surprise, surprise, we had a few drinks. She woke up and felt fine the next day. So zero symptoms whatsoever. We all kind of got that idea of all drinking the night before or the mm-hmm. night of the vaccine or like a couple hours later. Our correlate, my correlation was like, okay, get super drunk the day you get your vaccine. That way you don't get side effects. Something yes. like my big brain thing should be thing, but obviously don't. I feel like it's wrong no, to do that. Don't do that. So <laughs> don't listen to us. We just thought it was funny that this was how. It would be a funny correlation, but obviously, don't yeah, drink. Yeah, it's more <laughs> of a joke, but then pretty much everyone tried it. Like, you did it, and then you felt like shit the next day. Yeah. I did it, and it hit me like a truck. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would ever have symptoms to this vaccine because my girlfriend and I were around each other so much. We have similar immune systems. Mm-hmm. So I figured since she didn't get anything, maybe I won't. Or at least that was my thought. 
But no, I, I, I had it maybe 12 hours later, and that just hit me. I started feeling sore all over the body. Mm-hmm. I was still a little toasted, so I just, or drunk. <laughs> and I immediately went to bed. So, and then I woke up and I couldn't even like move my body. Yeah. It was just so much pain everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just sore. Yeah. And I have never felt anything like that. And anytime I do get sick, it's nothing that extreme. Just so many body aches yeah. all over. So it was a f- fun time trying to get out of bed. And then once I got to the couch where I stayed literally the entire day, <laughs> my girlfriend checked my temperature and I had a high fever. So that was fun. So I had a fever and I was just in so much pain all over my body. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much just took Tylenol, which I believe is what you're allowed to take. You're not allowed to take NSAIDs from what I've heard, which yeah. is ibuprofen and naproxen. Mm-hmm. I did not expect it. And I, oh, that whole day I was just on the couch, like I said, just in a, so much pain. And then the next day I even felt it for a good half the time as well. Mm-hmm. Not a foot experience. It's not. Well, you had a similar situation, right? Yeah, mine was pretty much similar to what you had. Like, um, you had the arm pain, you had the whole body aches and all that. And when I literally, I think I woke up like at four o'clock in the morning and I felt like crap. So like I was, I was thirsty also. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to go to the bathroom and do stuff. Um, Yeah. And I had the whole body aches. And I think also this was, I got my dose, my second dose Saturday. So Sunday was supposed to be my rest day to like compensate for feeling anything. And I think Monday we might have had an exam on something. I think so. So that was a fun time to like study for an exam and try not to feel like crap throughout the whole day doing that. So mm-hmm. that was fun doing it. Yeah, all I did, I woke up. I was really hungry, so I had to cook breakfast to like make my system feel better. I just couldn't move the whole day. I was like, why do I want? Why am I trying to get up? Why am I trying to do this? I feel like I should just lay in bed and just watch TV all day and not do anything. But I had to do stuff. I had to study because exams freaking suck. I was, I had to push myself to like, all right, just go move from your bed to your study table and just study if you your can. Your desk, yeah. My desk and study if you can. And if not, you can just go back to bed and lay a little bit. And I did take like a little nap somehow and felt a little bit better, but like, Throughout the day, I just felt like shit and like gut. Mm-hmm. And I did take Tylenol also. Technically, they are not, t- you're not supposed to, is from what I've heard. Oh, but really? That's, you can, but like from what I um, learned about counseling patients getting the vaccine, especially their second dose, there's people, the nurses there told us you're not really supposed to take it. Mm-hmm. But then my mother, who is actually a nurse, said that she recommends taking Tylenol if you feel any pain or anything mm-hmm. like that from your second dose. It's like mixed things around it, but obviously you should not take Tylenol or any drugs before you get your vaccine. No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. That's a big no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny because you got your second dose from not only our classmate, but one of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> and that I got my first dose from a classmate. So when you live in a small town like this, mm-hmm. pretty much the only ones who are doing um, vaccinations are the nurse student nursing students or the college of pharmacy yeah. students which is really cool also because it's like also this is our friend megan that she had the opportunity to give me my vaccine i even have it on video and it's also funny to like show off like yeah megan you caused me to feel like crap so i'm blaming mm-hmm. you for all of this <laughs> and yeah it was pretty cool because it's a cool opportunity to help especially increase the amount of people getting the vaccines it's a good opportunity it's good on your resumes it's good 
networking, good things for you to advance your career in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Pretty much the symptoms are all up in the air. I know people who nothing happened to, and then I know people that had the same thing that happened to me, just really bad, or us, very bad symptoms. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of up in the air. But what can you do? Yeah. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. We're not here to push you to get vaccinated mm-hmm. if you don't want to of course that's your own choice yeah that's your own belief you choose what you think we're not going to force you it's just like it's a good it's a good thing to get it you're reducing the chance we want to end this pandemic as much as we can you know so do you want to talk about johnson and johnson now i guess so that'd be interesting because uh, as you see in the news probably what when i first said it like last two weeks ago or something there was a thing where they actually removed the johnson and johnson vaccine just take it off the market yep just today, as the recording of this podcast, there well, was... Back, back before today, back then, it was recorded as six. Six, yeah. six um, women mm-hmm. were found to have a rare blood clot. Is that correct? Yeah, they called it a cerebral venous, venous sinus thrombosis. Pretty much it's a rare disease that prevents blood from draining out of the brain. And the blood cells can break and leak into the brain tissue forming a hemorrhage yeah very scary <laughs> that's intense mm-hmm. this is what i we've read from um one of our from our someone we one of our upperclassmen who sent us this email saying that she was able to attend one of these meetings and told us a couple pointers of this information and like reading that kind of scares me and i feel a little paranoid about it that's the cool part about being in pharmacy school is there's conferences and meetings non-stop mm-hmm. we're co- as terrible as i sound COVID 19 is just this enormous like a medical bomb mm-hmm. or bomb i don't know medical um, like explosion of knowledge, a knowledge yeah. yeah like there's so much opportunity as us as pharmacy students to attend these conferences learn more hear from physicians that experienced it themselves so mm-hmm. it's really cool to have mm-hmm. these opportunities definitely this is like once in a lifetime yeah wig we're never gonna see this type of thing like other like like future pharmacy students like they're what probably in high school or for example or middle school right now they're not gonna really have this type of experience whereas we kind of got lucky learning about it because it's so interesting it's so it's crazy how this stuff is happening and like we're mm-hmm. living literally through a pandemic and the last pandemic was what probably a hundred years ago or so yeah even like the p4s which all they do all during their fourth year is rotations Mm -hmm. and there's there's so many opportunities and so many people needed they've opened up covid vaccinations as a rotation for p4s Mm -hmm. so we've both have met people during testing Mm -hmm. who were p4s that have done it for like half the year of vaccinating yeah which is crazy because that's like literally you're just doing i mean also this is like your infectious disease or epidemiology Mm -hmm. studies like looking into vaccinations, especially helping out with the students. Testing, you know, we got to see like how many people have been tested, especially our asymptomatic clinic that we have at our college. Testing students, especially those that are trying to play sports. And that's what we've helped out doing also. Which yeah, we've is... both done quite a bit of testing. Mm-hmm. So, quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> you know, it's like also to help us do our part and then gain volunteer opportunities. You know, because like I feel like prior before covid even hit like what were what would be our volunteer opportunities in pharmacy school i guess like doing health clinics like doing blood pressure checks or flu, uh flu shot clinics. flu shots you know but yeah nothing nothing as close as this which mm-hmm. is just nuts to think about yeah it's just crazy you're gonna mention news today yeah so the news today is what i've seen is that 15 women 
were diagnosed uh similar to like what i said was the cerebral venous cerebral venous uh sinus thrombosis they were diagnosed with another thrombosis there was another one i feel like it's similar from what i can see compared to it this is a different title i guess um where it's a thrombocytopenia syndrome i don't know what it really means i feel like i should do more research on it but pretty much there was three people that died from it seven remained hospitalized and then the five are doing better at least this isn't good so it's kind of scary especially coming this from the johnson and johnson vaccine Mm -hmm. and another thing that's scarier that's more scary is it's only been women that's been experiencing this Mm -hmm. no men have who have received the johnson johnson vaccine have experienced any of these type of symptoms of this type of uh blood clots Mm -hmm. so so like yeah the johnson and johnson vaccine it is pretty interesting um because it is way different than what our moderna and pfizer vaccine is made Mm -hmm. so i guess i kind of be can i can be the reason why there's these amount of uh, side effects especially with the blood clots mm-hmm. it's because it's called it's a deactivated adenovirus instead of the mrna virus mm-hmm. or mrna vaccine that is in moderna, moderna and pfizer. pfizer and pretty much once you get the injection it just goes inside the cells and it travels through the nucleus where that's where your dna is stored and then it puts its dna into the nucleus and this begins this will then make your spike protein which is then recognized by your immune system, causing your body to produce these antibodies to this threat of coronavirus. So, Whereas with the mRNA, it just jumps a few more steps. Essentially, yeah. yeah it just jumps straight to the protein making mm-hmm. versus doing a couple more of those steps. Yeah, so I feel like that could be a correlation. I'm sure why. that is a correlation. Yeah. Obviously, we, we did kind of dabble learning about coronavirus throughout our pharmacy curriculum, um, but... Obviously, we're still learning a lot more about it, even because, you know, this thing happened like last year. Mm-hmm. So there's still a bunch of news in the air um, about vaccine statuses, about the vaccine, the coronavirus molecule itself and all that. So obviously, a bunch of research is still being done. So, yeah, well, I mean, there's updates every week. Like we have a professor that does like a two hour meeting every every week going mm-hmm. over the new COVID-19 updates. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. I've caught in a few of those. There, it's like I said, it's very interesting to see how much it's like changing every there every week. Mm-hmm. All the new information, but it's just and you keep seeing it on like everywhere, and it's like never ending stuff, like updates on it. There could be like new side effects they're seeing. Like I remember when uh, coronavirus started, like one. They said like one of the newer side effects that the CDC found was loss of taste and smell mm-hmm. was like a very big indication that you do have the coronavirus. You do have COVID mm-hmm. essentially. And like that was like, I remember that was like a huge impact when people, when we were trying to figure out testing. Mm-hmm. So it's just never ending stuff. And it's, it's scary. Don't get me wrong. I, I want this to be, I want this to be over with because it's just so. Just want to go to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> All the movies got pushed back. Yeah. That's the biggest, one of the, the biggest impact. Hey, I had not mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Like I said, we used to go to the movies every week. Oh, you guys did? Yeah. yeah. That was like our family also. We just always, especially I remember our Marvel days, we just always went to movies. Like whenever those came out and stuff. One of the last things we wanted to talk about um, was uh, the myths of getting the vaccine. Uh, pretty much the two biggest ones that have stuck out to us have been the altering of DNA and then infertility. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little about a little bit about altering the DNA? So altering the DNA, like I understand why people are saying that it can do that, 
but just from us learning it as a mechanism mechanistic style throughout our career it really it doesn't obviously because this is this is how our body produces the antibodies is it'll if like i said from let's for example the johnson and johnson vaccine the adenovirus will transport the uh, dna into your system but then it'll translate it going make the mrna then it'll make the spike protein it's not really altering any part of your dna itself it's just using the ribosomes which will make the mrna then it'll form the protein which essentially is the spike protein for coronavirus. That's what antibodies in our system will recognize and attack it and prevent us from getting COVID, essentially, mm -hmm. or any other virus that uses that type of system. Pretty much when we're getting injected in a vaccine, when we're, a vaccine is injected in us, whether it's alive or not, mm -hmm. our body is able to identify that for an object, an antigen, and then create antibodies. And then when that antigen or foreign body comes back, those antibodies know how to locate it because they've seen it before and they figure out how to, a way to destroy it with mm -hmm. the T cells. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty much the same thing with COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Infertility in a vaccine, I don't think will ever be possible, yeah. especially not a COVID-19 vaccine. Mm -hmm. So like I said before, the vaccine makes antibodies and this COVID, the COVID vaccine makes the antibodies for the spike protein, which is the common protein. And the protein that uses, that deals with embryo implantations is the syncytin. Syncytin 1 protein that deals with embryo implantations. The only way that's able to do that is if the antibodies were to attack or identify that protein. Mm -hmm. And the only way that would ever happen is if the spike protein and then the syncytin one protein were to look the same but they don't they're two entirely different proteins <laughs> so if that that myth of infertility actually if it were to came true we would have been infertile long ago mm -hmm. because then our antibodies were so dumb to mistake a s protein or i mean a spike protein same thing and the syncytin one protein a common infection like the flu virus would have Done the same thing. Yeah, it would have made everyone infertile, which mm -hmm. or all the women. But yeah, it would have just never... It's not possible. It's not going to work. Yeah, it just like sucks that like there's these myths that go around. I remember when our first day of school, we learned about like more about the myths of vaccines. And like this is what our job as pharmacists and probably nurses and doctors as well is to like tell patients why it's important to get vaccinated and tell them that these myths have been busted essentially. You know, mm -hmm. there are reasonings why why these why these myths can be disproven. Especially, I remember, like I said, back to our first day, there was autism. This, the autism. Yeah, it, vaccines causing autism, but zero correlation. There's very obviously there was zero correlation, and the paper I kind of like skimmed through it when I first looked at it. The article's rough. It was rough, and it was redacted essentially, meaning that it's actually disproven that it does not cause autism. Yep, there were studies literally trying to prove if it caused autism and nothing has concluded that it has. Mm -hmm. He tried, the guy that wrote this tried to like find some things to like make it work, but obviously there's stuff that can be disproven. And mind you, he had his medical license removed because of this article. Mm -hmm. So do you want to trust someone who's not a doctor anymore? Yeah, I don't. And like, it's the same thing. Like, I understand there's stuff that you can see in the news and like friends that have experienced it but you know obviously we're just we're just here to tell this not really we're kind of here to disprove it but at the same time 
we we do think vaccines are important, mm-hmm. but obviously this to our listeners, you do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not here to tell you that you should just get vaccinated, even though we highly do. But mm-hmm. you have your own belief system. I have my own. We have our own beliefs. We yeah. just think this is our better reasoning as to why you should get it. Mm-hmm. And then one final myth I just want to elaborate is that people think that getting a vaccine, you're going to get microchipped. No. No chance. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Like, I understand. I, I see why people could think that. But microchips, and like, I... Obviously, with technology, this is doable. There's we, not a chip that's going to be small enough to fit in a needle. Yeah, exactly. And, like, okay, but obviously you guys are listening to us on our one of our websites on YouTube or Spotify. So it's probably on a laptop or even on your phone. Yeah, smartphone. Your smartphone, like an iPhone, it has, guess what it has? It has a GPS in your phone. So that means the government's going to still track you. Your car, if your car has one of those special GPSs built into it, there's a GPS in there, and the government can still track you that way. There is a good chance there is a way that no, like, it's very unlikely that you're going to be off the grid. Mm-hmm. If you have a smartphone, like, they could, someone can track your location. Mm-hmm. So unless you drive a 1980 car and still use a flip phone, flip phone even then, still pretty possible they can they still track you. you. Yeah, so, microchips, no. That's, I don't know. I never know. I never understood how that myth came about. Like, I get it's funny because the government's going to track us, but the government has been tracking us no matter, to this day. Mm-hmm. They probably know where we're at right now. If you're lucky enough to, like, hack into our thing, you can probably find where we're at. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> it's just dumb. Like, microchips, it's just funny. And I love seeing memes like on, like, Reddit and stuff like that. Like saying, yeah, I got my, especially with COVID. Yeah, I got my microchip today, guys. Can't wait. <laughs> Have fun finding me, guys. Oh. Yeah, my friend who got her vaccine, I think a couple weeks ago. Yeah, she posted on her Snapchat story. Got microchip today, y'all. Oh, my God. It's just a funny thing. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't, uh, to me. you have good fun with it. Yeah, I have fun with it. It's just funny because obviously it's a myth. Only because, like I said, there's everything else that's tracking you anyway. So, like, what's the point at, mm-hmm. this, at this time? You know, the government knows where we're at, and yeah. I'll 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 safely admit it. I don't care if they find me. No. So at this point, all right, guys. Um, those were our thoughts on pretty much the vaccine in general, and kind of a little tidbit of what our pharmacy school has been like so far, mm-hmm. or just this week, really. Not so far. <laughs> it's been a week, yeah. <laughs> it's just been a week, and then finals next week. So you might not get a podcast for a little while. Yeah, we're going to be studying, quote unquote. (laughs) No, we will. We will. Don't worry. I mean, I'm going on vacation next week, too. Lucky. (laughs) So excited. I'll be starting my job, which is fun. Yeah, also lucky. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, hopefully our next episode, we will be talking about... Ooh, next episode's a giant Marvel episode. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is a preview. We're going to be talking about our top... 10 uh marvel movies yep and maybe we'll elaborate on what happened what we thought our thoughts on falcon the winter soldier no we're definitely elaborating what our thoughts oh for sure yeah we're doing like the whole series i felt like the last episode we kind of we just touched on it we i feel like i don't know why we just didn't we didn't wait on it yeah we didn't wait on it yeah but we we kind of rushed it yeah we were excited and then kind of ran out of things to talk about (laughs) or we weren't really looking for things to talk about so this definite like tomorrow's up Tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow's when we're going to film it. But yeah. the next <laughs> ne- next episode, we're for sure going to have a more detailed, organized kind Thought of process. all of our thoughts. And there's going to be way more than the little we talked about during the la- or, yeah, last, last episode. Yeah. And 
also got to bring back Invincible. I was I really wanted to wait, but today's episode fucking blew me away. So I we had to talk about it. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm excited. I, was, my mouth was like, what the fuck? Well, you said you fuck? enjoyed it more than... I enjoyed this way better than the new episode of Falcon and a Winter Soldier. So I've yet to watch it. So that's a shock to find out. Yeah. It make, makes me a little sad. Don't worry. You, they're both enjoyable. I'll just say that. It's just like... Invincible just had a lot more to show off. Yeah, Invincible. So. Yeah, I pretty much had my mouth drop during like the second half of the entire show. Yeah. So, anyways, right. you guys can reach us at YouTube or Spotify. If you have any questions, please tweet at us or message message us message privately. Us. Give us options of what you think we should talk about as well. Yes, please. please give us like questions or anything. Like anything that. we, we would want. Love it doesn't to hear matter. It. You know. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.